Uh, a, uh, about a week and a half ago, our college young adults, we went, uh, we do our annual, well, biannual now, we've done it twice this year, pretty fun, uh, but we do what's called a progressive dinner, where uh, maybe you've done this where you go to one restaurant for your appetizer, one restaurant for your entree, and another restaurant for your dessert. It's a blast. We really just do it for the dessert, and I'll get to that in a second, but just in case you're curious where we went, we started at Fizz Burgers for their fries. They are the best fries to me in Wichita. Sweet potato, over regular, every day, any day. Come on, not even a, not even a debate right there, all right? Uh, we started there, delicious. We took a step back for our entree. We went to B-dubs, um, and I made the terrible mistake of getting a burger at B-dubs. It made Burger King look really good, and that's, that's just oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, but we redeemed ourselves with our dessert. And where we always go to dessert is BJ's. And we get the pizookie. Man, that pizookie is on fire. It is so delicious. I love the pizookie. Um, but what I noticed there this time is that uh, you can get what's called a pizookie trio. You can get three smaller pizookies of three different flavors in case you wanted to try different ones out. Um, I never do that. I want the big one, obviously. I don't need those small stuff, all right? Um, but I was thinking about uh, a normal sermon I give, and I like to think of it as one giant pizookie, one giant gift to you all to enjoy, okay? But this morning, I'm going to give you three smaller pizookies, three smaller sermons, uh, somewhat related to each other, but yet, nonetheless, giving a nice compliment, a nice well-rounded message, but three different kinds of messages, okay? Um, and why I want to do that is because this morning, kind of a guiding passage that I always kind of use to guide me in my sermons um, comes from 1 Corinthians 14, and it's to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Um, it was kind of the gift of prophecy, and Paul is saying to strengthen, to encourage, and to comfort people. And this morning, my Pazuki trio is to strengthen you, to encourage you, and to comfort you. And I'm going to do that in three somewhat different ways, but at the same time, they're all pretty connected, and I'm excited to do that. You know, uh, uh, about a few weeks ago, I finally planted seed, grass, in my backyard. I've been wanting to do it for a couple years now since I've had the house. Finally just got around to doing it, put in the work, planted the seed. And uh, what's great is Heather, Heather and I kind of did it at the exact same time so we could really talk about some of our frustrations with it because <laughs> it didn't rain, all right? And it was a, such a bummer. And so uh, Heather and I, Every day, probably twice a day, at least, sometimes a third time in a day, we're out there hand-watering the seed. And we're just trying to water it and keep enough moisture on it, right? And you just keep going. And we were both like, golly, how long does it take for this thing to sprout? Like, I'm giving it tons of water. It's got the warmth. It's got the sunlight. This thing's taking forever. And for me, I think it was pretty similar for Heather, it took about 10 days till you finally saw that beginning. That little green, and sometimes red. Mine was a little bit red to start out. Sometimes it can be red, but sometimes it can be green. It took about 10 days. 10 days of watering. You know, this morning, I again, another how the sausage is made kind of thing. I try to have an idea of a person in my head, really a hypothetical, not usually one of you, but a hypothetical person with a question or, or something going on. I'm trying to answer what they have going on. Much like Paul kind of writes, he has this hypothetical conversation with this hypothetical person that we can relate with. 
And, and my hypothetical person is someone that's saying, Grant, I'm not seeing the results I want. I'm, I'm not seeing the fruit that I want to see. I'm not seeing the growth I want to see. I'm praying, and I keep praying, and I'm not seeing the answer to that prayer request. I have this sin habit, and I keep giving it to the Lord, and I keep trying, and I keep trusting, and I'm not seeing it eradicated. Man, I'm struggling. I'm trying to grow emotionally, maybe, mentally, and I keep trying, and I keep trying, and this isn't working. And I'm not seeing the results. And I want to strengthen that kind of person today. And I want to encourage that kind of person today. And I want to comfort that kind of person today. Man, you know, uh, again, another illustration. I uh, take care of my, my dad's mandarin tree. I baby that thing like crazy. Uh, it is in my house because it's too cold outside for it. So it is literally in my house right now. Uh, staying warm and cozy, right? I water that thing all year. I make sure it gets the sunlight it needs, put fertilizer on it when it's looking a little bit, you know, uh, it needs a little loving and care. And you know what? And for all my babying and all my hard work, guess what? I cannot get that thing to bear fruit before about now. November, December is kind of when the fruit will ripen on those things. For all my babying, all my hard work, I cannot speed up that process. I can't. It just won't happen. It's not how it works. I just can't do it. You know, some, uh, some of you, gosh, I, I want to tell you, you're doing everything right. You're doing everything right. Some things just take time, right? And I know for me, how usually my mind goes is, well, we're dealing with God here, and he's omnipotent, he has all the power, so why doesn't he just, boom, change it in you? I get that. I've asked that question myself. God, come on. You can do this. Why aren't you just, boom. Like, come on. This sin habit. Obviously, you want it gone. I want it gone. Why don't you just kind of intervene and, you know, whoop, whoop. I don't know. You know, get it out. And, you know, I think C.S. Lewis has always kind of helped me on this question. His book, Screwtape Letters. He talks about how demons are, they want to possess. They want to take control. They want to dominate. And sometimes we want to give that to God, right? We want God just to take over and just to change us up and then send us on our way. And yet God likes to do things differently. He doesn't want to dominate you. He doesn't want you to just live your life in autopilot or cruise control. He wants you to make real, free, true choices to love him, to follow him, to grow in him. And he's going to support you. He's going to help you undoubtedly. And sometimes you're going to feel like, man, God's doing all the work. I'm not doing squat. And sometimes he's going to feel like, man, I feel like I'm making a lot of hard choices. I feel like, man, this is really, really tough. But God doesn't want to dominate you. God wants to work with you. And so sometimes because of that, some things take some time. Some of those emotional things, those sinful habits, those mental things, certain prayer requests take time sometimes. And you're doing everything right. So keep going. One of the great examples of this is, is, is I like to exercise. I love to work out. And I've learned a lot over the years about how to gain weight, how to lose weight, how to build muscle, how to build strength. It's a process. It's a lot of process. And, 
And you know what I, I tell people a lot of times? I'm like, just don't give up. Because honestly, it's going to take four to six months to really get a result that you're going to be like, hey, that was all right. I see the results now. Because it takes time to lose weight. It takes time to gain weight. It takes time to gain strength. You're going to be doing a lot of work. And what happens to a lot of people on diets, right? We give up after what? what is it? I don't know, some statistic that they're gone in a couple weeks, right? Wasn't what that you weren't doing anything wrong. You just didn't give it enough time. I didn't give enough time. Guys, we're Americans, all right? Our context, we are Americans and we are results oriented. We are results focused. Efficiency, I love this book called After Virtue by Alistair McIntyre. Efficiency is a morally good value in our culture. Efficiency, like this, I, I'm just blown away. I think so much about that. It's like efficiency is a good moral trait in our society. We see it as a good thing. To be inefficient is to be almost evil. It is to be bad. And you go to any company and you want to rise up through the, through the ranks, just preach efficiency and figure out a way to do something more efficient and they'll oh, take over our company, right? Anything. Efficiency is so, so big in our culture. And us, we kind of can take that to God and what's the fastest way for me to get from point A to point B with God? What's the fastest way for me to get over this sinful habit? What's the fastest way for me to get this prayer request answered? And books and sermons and all the podcasts have been dis dispersed out the you-know-what, all right, in order to help you get this quickly. And again, here, I want to just encourage you. Sometimes you can do everything right, and it's still going to take some time. Still going to take some time. And so I don't want you to give up, one. And I don't want you to constantly be going to try to figure out the next best thing or the more efficient way to get there. Because we're going to get to that in a second. I'm going to show you why. But let's get into our passage, my strengthening passage. It's a familiar one. It's a super passage. This is a multivitamin, a vitamin D pill right to your spiritual health. Open up your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 through 31. I absolutely love this passage. Man, Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. I think we got it up on the board. God, it says this of God. God, he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Mm. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Love that. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Man, I absolutely love that passage. One to meditate on continually. You know, some of your uh, Bibles, if you have the NIV, you probably, it shows those who hope in the Lord. And uh, I was kind of like, man, why, why are these different words? And then, you know, one person on, you know, through the research was like, well, when you're waiting with expectation, what is that? Oh, you're hoping. I was like, oh, okay, that makes, that was, that was easy, geez. <laughs> I love that. But check this out. The Hebrew word for renew, though, and you'll see that 
Those who wait or hope for the Lord shall renew their strength. That Hebrew word for renew is, I think, kalah. Brady was the one who took Hebrew in college. I took Greek, so it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah, been a while. But we're going to say kalaf, all right? And this definition of this word actually changes the way how I read this. Now, check this out. This is how I read it. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. To me, that sounds like, sounds like I have strength, but like I'm famished. I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. And so God is going to kind of like give you a pazuki, all right? And he's going to re help you kind of replenish your strength, right? You guys kind of read it that way? That's how I kind of read it. But this word, kalah, really doesn't kind of go there. What it actually is implying is that you'll have new strength. You'll have something new. It's not that God is, you're tired, and I'm going to re-kind of punish you to your maximum level of strength. No, God is going to give you new strength. New strength. I absolutely love that. Even Eugene Peterson in the message uses, God will give you fresh strength. A different kind of strength. And I absolutely Love that. And so your, your point, your first point on your outline is wait with hope in the Lord to gain new strength. Wait with hope in the Lord. That expectation, again, hope is waiting with expectation. Waiting with hope and expectation of the Lord to gain new strength. If I want to get stronger quads, I'm going to squat. I want new strength in the Lord to follow him. I'm going to wait. That's the exercise that God uses to grow you, to grow your strength, to give you new strength. He's going to say, wait. Do a little isometric. Isometric, if you've ever done the plank, that's an isometric exercise. You're holding a position for a period of time. And waiting and sometimes holding that position. And it's brutal and it can hurt and you start to shake. And yet it's very valuable in a strength program, strength gaining program. And I think that's what God has us doing here. And what he's saying, those who wait, wait with hopeful expectation, are going to gain new strength. And I love that. Now what is this new strength and what does it look like? Well, let's kind of tease that out with my second pazuki to encourage you. Let's further it. Um, C.S. Lewis, amazing. You guys know C.S. Lewis, this wonderful follower of Christ back in kind of the early 90s-ish, more like 1930s, 40s, 50s, something like that. All right? Wrote a lot of wonderful things, has a great testimony. You know, he was an atheist growing up and 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 then came to Christ and has a wonderful kind of uh, testimony with that. His book, Surprised by Joy, is really his uh, testimony of that and how he came to know Christ and how, how the Lord really worked in his life. And he has this to say in Mere Christianity, which, again, you know, it's that time of the year. Read Mere Christianity. It's a, it's a yearly book. It's, it's a wonder, wonderful book. 
and, and he has so many great insights into the Christian faith and into the, just following Christ and what this looks like. And he's so honest, and this is what he says, and we're going to use this as a jumping off pad for our second point. Listen to this. Now faith, in the sense in which I am here using the word, is the art of holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods. Mm, love that. For moods will change whatever view your reason takes. I know that by experience. Now that I am a Christian, I do have moods in which the whole thing looks very improbable. Did you hear what he said there? He's a Christian. He's like, now that I'm a Christian, I do have moods in which I think the whole thing looks very improbable. This is a tremendous man of faith. He has written incredible books, and yet he is admitting, sometimes my moods feel like Christianity looks improbable. Check this out. But when I was an atheist, I had moods in which Christianity looked terribly probable. I love that. This rebellion of your moods against your real self is going to come anyway. It's always going to be there. That is why faith is such a necessary virtue. Unless you teach your moods where they get off, you can never be either a sound Christian or even a sound atheist. <laughs> but just a creature dithering to and fro with its beliefs really dependent on the weather and a state of digestion. Oh. Consequently, one must train the habit of faith. Love that. The first step is to recognize the fact that your moods change. Amen. That's, yep. The next is to make sure that if you have once accepted Christianity, then some of its main doctrines shall be deliberately held before your mind for some time every day. That is why daily prayers and religious readings and church going are necessary parts of the Christian life. We have to be continually reminded of what we believe. Neither this belief nor any other will automatically remain alive in the mind. It must be fed. And as a matter of fact, if you examined 100 people who had lost their faith in Christianity, I wonder how many of them would turn out to have been reasoned out of it by honest argument. Reasoned out of it by honest argument. Do not most people simply drift away? I absolutely love that. And again, this encouraging point to encourage you is that you're focused on the results. You want this prayer request answered. You want this change to happen in your life. Maybe you want the change to happen in somebody else's life. You want these results. And I want to encourage you that there are arguably some better results that you should be looking for. And it's faith, hope, and love in greater measure. That's the good stuff right there. And don't get me wrong, those things you're praying for are great. Keep asking the Lord for them. And those things you want to see, don't give up on them. Don't give up on them, all right? Keep seeking the Lord. Keep hoping. But golly, I kid you not, there is something greater in store for you. And why God is making you wait is because he's trying to get a result that is even better than what you're asking for. And that is growing in faith, hope, and love. The really good Suzuki Trio faith, hope, and love. Faith. Faith, hope, and love. Mm. Man, I just hope to help you reframe, reframe your mindset. 
You know, perhaps, again, you're frustrated. I'm not seeing the results I want to see. And yet God is saying, hey, this is the results I want to see. And guess what? I'm giving you dessert first. Faith, hope, and love is dessert. You're really asking for, you know, vegetables, you know, which is fine. But come on now. God's a dessert person. We know that. Mm. Man, faith, hope, and love, boy, those are results that will bless you so immeasurably, so unfathomably in your life. Man, that's the good stuff there. That's going to help you make it through life's up and down. That's going to bless you tremendously. And gosh, God forbid, God forbid that he gave you the result you were looking for without growing your faith, hope, and love of him. Then very much like the parable of of, of the woman who, who cleans out her house but doesn't fill it with anything and the demons leave, but then the demons come back and they're worse. How many of us do we, can we realize and maybe be aware of ourselves that if God gave me what I wanted, maybe I, would, I wouldn't give him as much time in my day. I'd be content. Thank you, God, for the gift. And I'd kind of go on my way. I know I've done that. I know I have the propensity to do that, 100%. Oh, I need that faith. I need that hope. I need that love, and I need it in greater and greater measure, or else I'm just going to take, take, take from God, and we're not going to have a real relationship with each other, and it's just going to be me always leaving and then coming back, and then leaving and then coming back. We want something more steady. Faith, hope, and love. Man, that's the result. And gosh, if you feel like you're seeing that grow as you're waiting, waiting for the Lord to answer this request, waiting for that, then boy, you're gaining new strength. You're gaining great strength. Be able to handle what the the future holds. Because inevitably, there's going to be tough stuff. Inevitably. Your faith, hope, and love in God, wow. Boy, that will bless you. Let's go to our third, Pazuki, comfort. Go, uh, I actually don't have this on the board, but if you have your Bibles, I totally forgot to put this in the slides. But 2 Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, is a wonderful, comforting passage. I'm just going to read probably just verse 3 for our purposes. And maybe verse 4. His divine power, God's divine power, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know what? I forgot I like this NRSV version better. Sorry. They're the same. It's just slightly worded, a little bit different. I just like its wording. It's a little bit more plain for us. Same passage. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who calls us by his own glory and goodness. Man. Thus he has given us through these things his precious and very great promises so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and may become participants of the divine nature. You have everything you need. You have the right climate inside of you. The right air temperature, the right amount of moisture in the air. You have the right amount of bacteria in the soil. The soil is ready for you. 
You have the right amount of, of sunlight. All you got to do is put the seed down and keep watering. And just keep watering. And just keep watering. God has given you everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need for life and godliness. You have it in His Holy Spirit inside of you. You have it. It is there. Now just keep watering. I had everything I needed for that grass to grow. I had the sunlight. I had the right air temperature. I had the right kind of soil. All I needed was to show up and put water down and to keep doing that and to keep doing that. That's all I needed to do. So stay faithful in your watering. Keep watering. Stay faithful in your prayers. I'm not seeing any results from this prayer. I don't think this works. I don't think God listens to me. No. I guarantee, as that song says, He heard. He's answering. He's got you. He may be about building and strengthening some other things before He gives you what you want. Or maybe He's got something else entirely different for you. So trust Him. But all of that is gaining strength as you trust Him, as you learn more about Him. So keep praying. Keep watering. I'm not seeing any results from reading my Bible. Man. Keep watering. Keep reading. Man, I'm not seeing any results in in change in in my ability to love other people or maybe love this particular person well. Man, keep watering. Keep showing up. Keep keep trying to love them. (laughs) Keep praying. Keep asking for the Lord to change your heart for this person. Keep, keep following Him. Keep watering, guys. Keep watering. You have everything you need. Holy Spirit is inside of you. It's not a Holy Spirit issue, that's for sure. I won't preach that. God's not doing his job. No, I think he's doing his job just fine. But sometimes we just got to keep showing up. And sometimes we got to keep showing up when, hey, I'm not feeling it. I wasn't feeling sometimes going out there to water. I was just, I got better things to do. It takes like 30, 40 minutes to water all this adequately. No, but I got to keep showing up. Golly, I'm grateful that I did. Man, I'm grateful that I did because now I got this beautiful grass. And check this out. Man, I went out there one day and I was like, oh, it's like mud everywhere. What in the world? I think a deer jumped over my back fence and just all up in my yard. I kid you not. I was, my gates are closed. It's not like, but there are hoof prints in my new grass. I'm ticked, man. I'm going to go kill Bambi. Oh my gosh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's bad. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> no, I was mad. I was a little bit. I was, I'm going to get over it. It's just grass, but I mowed lawns for years. I love good grass, man. I love good grass. Quick trip. <clears throat> Brody, well done. <laughs> love good grass. Man, I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you again in conclusion. Are you waiting with hope-filled expectation on the Lord? Keep Keep. Wait on the Lord to gain new strength. Man, you got to exercise your faith. You do. I tell young people all the time, exercise it now. Because guess what? Life doesn't get easier when you get older. Nope. I wish it did, but it doesn't. The stakes get higher, and the consequences get worse, and more people get involved in those things. So you got to work out now. you got to build that foundation now. And put the time and the effort in now. 
And how you do that, you grow in faith, hope, and love, man, you keep waiting on the Lord. You keep persevering in faith. You keep trusting Him, man. Even when your emotions and your moods are telling you otherwise, you remember what C.S. Lewis said, and you said, nope, I'm not going to trust those mood swings. All right, I trust in the Lord. I believe Him. He's going to give me new strength. And as you keep doing that, as you keep coming to Him in prayer, as you keep reading His Word, as you keep showing up, I guarantee you, you will gain new strength. And the Lord will work inside of you. Man, I guarantee some things will come quicker than others. Man, I've worked out for a long time, and sometimes I've spent months trying to just get five more pounds on bench, and I've been like, gosh, this doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, what happens? The floodgates open, and you make a 10-pound PR. And you're just like, what? It's all under the surface. It's all under the surface. It was there, but I had to keep showing up in order to realize it. Man, we got to keep exercising. Man, let's not fall into que sera, sera. Let's not fall into that mindset. Whatever will be, will be. No, no, no. Let's trust the Lord. Let's keep hoping in Him. Let's keep expecting the Lord. And again, I'm not just saying God's just not going to ever give you whatever you want, but He's just going to give you faith, hope, and love. Man, I think God gives us good gifts. And what heavenly Father, what earthly Father wants to... Oh, man, I totally butchered the wording. Earthly fathers want to give their children good gifts. How much more so does your heavenly father want to give good gifts to his children? Man, I think he wants to give you great things. And I think he wants to give you, you know, exactly what you want. And yes, he knows you better than you know yourself. And so sometimes, undoubtedly, he'll be like, yeah, I know you think you want that. Trust me, you don't want that. You know, you want this better thing. You know, I think he does that all the time. But then at the same time, man, like a good father, he's like, you know what? Yeah, that's maybe not the best thing, but you want that thing. So guess what? You have it. Man, you want Dylan's chocolate milk. Brahms is better, but you want Dylan's chocolate milk. I'll give you Dylan's chocolate milk. I love Brahms chocolate milk. Woo! Love it. Man, I want to strengthen you today. If you're not seeing those results, keep waiting. For encouragement, man. Value faith, hope, and love. Value it. See that as that's invaluable. That's an invaluable result, and I want that as well. And if that takes waiting on the Lord, then I'm going to wait. And I'm going to keep hoping, and I'm going to keep trusting the Lord. I'm going to keep loving Him. I'm going to keep showing up. And then for comfort, guys, you have everything you need to do this. There's no secret knowledge that you got to go discover and there's not some other you know, ritual that you got to go do or our 10-step process. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. You have everything you need. Now just keep watering and keep showing up and keep trusting the Lord and keep asking for His help. Man, ask for His help. I do it every day practically. I think it's, it's the anthem of the 20s. I think it's the anthem of every decade, but I feel like I tell young people in the 20s, your anthem should be, God help me, God help me, God help me, God help me, God help me. That was my anthem, and I'm 30 now, but I think it's going to bleed over into the 30s as well, you know, for sure. <laughs> but God help me. God help me, God help me, God help me. Let that be your anthem this morning. And let's enjoy a Pazuki Trio. If you need some good dessert, BJ's I think should be open today. Man, we're early. Oh, I can't believe that. I can make my parents. We could totally, we could all just kind of be quiet, just chill out, you know, just hang out in here. We could do whatever we need to do. <laughs> no. Hey, you'll stand with me. We'll close in prayer.
Oh, man. Father God, we, we thank you for this wonderful change in weather. Um, maybe, we, maybe not every one of us loves it, but it's nice to have a change and the seasons to change. And, and God, uh, may that just uh, encourage us that uh, no matter how hot and, and long the summer feels, and um, you know, a change always comes. And, and, and gosh, for those that hate winter, no longer how long it feels like it's going to last, um, the warmth always comes back. And uh, we thank you for these seasons and these great reminders, God. And, uh, and Lord, we just want to continue to just get into in, in the, really the rhythm of these seasons, God, and that some things take time. No matter if we do everything perfectly, uh, some things just take time. And so, God, we don't want to give up. And we don't want to just go halfway, but we want to go the full distance. And boy, do we need you, God. We need your help desperately. We need your strength, Father God. We need new strength. We need you to infuse us with new strength, to be this great trainer as we continue to do our best to exercise our faith. But Father God, we need you just to continue to, to do this in our hearts, to change our motivations, our desires. God, just to give us energy to keep following, to keep showing up, to keep watering what you have given us. God, we're grateful for your Holy Spirit, God. And we want to keep growing in faith, hope, and love. And so, God, help us, help us to value that. Help us to see that as extremely important. And, God, may we just continue to grow in those, those three wonderful pillars that Paul saw so important in our lives. God, may you just continue to bless us and encourage us in our faith our hope, and our love this week as we continue to follow you. And uh, God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy that's every step of the way with us. Thank you for your patience with us. Man, God, we couldn't ask for anything more. And God, it's always just right there waiting for us. And so God, uh, may we see it. May we experience it this week. May we uh, just continue to see these things bloom. In your time. We love you, Lord. We love you. We pray these things in your name, Lord Jesus. And we all said together, Amen. Amen.